Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, Yoshi girl? DJ Kiggy. And this is Dirty Chris. And this is the Scratch Theory of Texas Podcast. <laughs> What is going on? It's your girl DJ Kick It. And this is Dirty Chris. And you already know where you at. You checking in at the Scratch Theory of Tejas Podcast. Yeah, we have a very special guest in the building. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Y'all make some noise for DJ Helios. Hey. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that came out. My voice has been going out. So I'm like, <laughs> I think everyone's been getting a little sick around these man, days. Man, so. listen. Helios, how you doing? I'm good. How are yeah. y'all? Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. To be here. We out here. What is this? The second week? This is the second week? Is it? I think, I think so. so. I don't know. What I mean, we're like is. the 15th or 16th, right? I don't know. I think January is like the longest month. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in leap year too. What does that mean? So, There's more days in February. Yeah. More days. It's just one day in it. Well, it's more. more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I'll take, a, I'll take a day versus like a whole six weeks in January. I think that's, hey. that's what it is, man. Whatever. Yeah. That's cool. So to all of our listeners, man, first of all, thank y'all so much for tuning in, checking us out, supporting us. Make sure you share this out with your peoples. Make sure you comment. Let us know what you think about the show. But we can't do this without y'all. And, and with that said, Chris, I want to circle back on something how are you doing with your New Year goals? Because we talked about this in the last episode. <sighs> we want to do all these things. We want to move some mountains. We want to create a whole new planet, live in an island somewhere. Listen, listen. Mountains are very hard to freaking move, okay? Amen. But uh, we're getting there. Yeah? yeah. I saw you got your... Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. You got a certification or something in yes. photography? Talk to me about that. Yes. I finished photography school, digital photography school. Oh, congrats. Uh, yeah, Dreamers Photography School. It's okay. a campus in San Antonio. There's one in Laredo, there's one in McAllen, but I've been going to the one in San Antonio every Tuesday and did that for three semesters. And I actually went back for the advanced class now. So, but oh. yeah, I got certified. It's it's, it's official. Man, it's congratulations. Official. Listen, this man is a registered nurse. Yes. Works a lot of hours. Too many. Works with a lot of annoying and heavy patients. We were oh, talking about man, this we earlier. Talk, yeah. And so you still make the drive to San Antonio, yeah. which is an hour away, but still with traffic. Well, sometimes yeah, during peak hours, back. it's two and a half. Ugh, God, <sighs> I know. It's crazy. So you're still making it happen. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what we got to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I hear that. Helios, what were your New Year resolution or goals or what what are you trying to focus on for the new year uh i think for sure health mental health physical health so yeah. i was pretty consistent about going to the gym last year but i want to try to keep it to like four at least four or five days a week when yeah. i'm not gigging um yeah. and then just mental health i've been like journaling and reading yeah. and just like trying to Overall wellness, I think, was one of the goals for sure. I hear that. And it's important for us as DJs, too, because I think we're, we were talking about this earlier when you walked in. But, you know, this is our, our slow season. Mm -hmm. Right. And I use air quotes because some DJs are they right. don't have a slow season. Yeah. And some of us do. Right. And so I think about the rest of the months in the year when we're just like on it, just busy, busy, mm -hmm. one thing after another. And so taking that time now that we don't have a lot of gigs to Make sure that our health and our mental health is a is a priority, right? Yeah, just like trying to lay down the foundation. I think for like this upcoming year, because for me, same like when I'm when things are slow, it starts to kind of mess with my head. Where I'm like, I should be doing stuff, uh -huh. and I literally looked at yeah. my calendar for like even this weekend, and it's crazy because I'm doing like some AV work and then going straight into a DJ gig. So it's like over a 12 hour day. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? These days that are slow, yeah. I'm actually just going to enjoy them and like take the time off and kind of just try to like rest, you know, and get ready for when it, things do get crazy. What's your ideal day off, though? Like oh, if you're home. That's hard. I'm trying to be better about it because usually even if I'm home, I'm like, I got to do laundry. I got to uh, yeah. clean the house. I got to like do all these things. But yeah, I'm usually just kind of a homebody when I'm yeah. like off. Uh, watch TV, clean my house, read a book, like just chill. Um, so that's my ideal day off. But I think I'm going to try to to do less even okay. on my days off so yeah. I can mm -hmm. just like rest and be ready. You are better than me. I cannot <laughs> sit still for shit. I can't. It's I'm hard. always having to work. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing like 
mental zoomies. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, going crazy. So, yeah. No, good for you. So let's touch base a little bit about your background, right? You you mentioned that you have AV work this weekend. So for those of y'all that don't know who DJ Helios is, she's been a DJ since 2015. Yeah. That about right? Mm-hmm. And you have a background, a more, more so a technical background in audio engineering. Mm-hmm. So nice. tell us a, a little bit about that. Like, how did you get started at that? Which came first, the chicken or the egg, the technical <laughs> background or the DJing? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, well, to kind of give you guys like a even further like uh, history than that, I I think a lot of us DJs started off as musicians. Um, so that's kind of my background. I um, started playing violin when I was 12. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Classically trained. Cello, wow. the big one. Violin, the, the little, little one. Okay, yeah. okay gotcha. Because <laughs> I'm small. No, I did um, the same thing too in church. I know there was like all these different yeah, ones, instruments. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the caballo dorado one. Yeah, <laughs> I played in a mariachi for Did like really? it was like a month, but it was cool, just fun. Yeah, I had okay. like the whole outfit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I played a few instruments, um, and then in high school started singing. Was in church choir, so yeah. I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to do like music as like a career choice, <clears throat> but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and then initially, I thought I was going to be like composing music for like film and TV. Oh, that's good. Um, so I uh, I looked at a couple of schools. I um, auditioned. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Berkeley School yeah. of Music yeah, in yeah, Boston. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Got in. Wow. But, you know, mid- middle class okay. budget. My parents were like, well, hey. that's cute. You're going to go to a, a public school in Texas. Um, so, yeah, I, I yeah. ended up going to um, Texas State here in San okay. Marcos. Okay. They have a sound recording technology program. Nice. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with like the studio life. I thought I was going to be like, uh, like a recording engineer, Mm. um, recording albums and stuff. But so that, that's kind of like my background that came first was like the, the audio background. Yeah. So um, why so specific with like recording the albums? Because typically DJs, I mean, I know everything falls hand in hand, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. But like, what made you want to like specifically that, like. Well, tell me about that. I kind of, I kind of felt well, like the SRT program at Texas State. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was there, they mainly focused on like studio engineering, okay. right? Um, and I really like, I fell in love with the whole like environment of like the the gear, the different mics, right. the outboard gear, like how you could just. There's so many different components to like get a sound, <clears throat> yeah. and you can get really cre- like creative and put mics in all kinds of places. Oh, yeah. um, especially like for drums and stuff, you can. Yeah get really like just crazy with it and i just thought it was super cool um i would be there all the time i got like a key a couple of us that had like shifts at the recording Mm -hmm. studio um got keys and i would just be there like all the time recording my friends recording myself um and yeah that's what i thought i was like i'm gonna get grammys i'm be this (laughs) this audio engineer (laughs) like and that's what i thought i was gonna do for for a while but like Obviously, there was this transition um, into kind of like the digital space where everyone could kind of like set up a, yeah. like a studio in their bedroom, which is cool because yep. it made it a lot more accessible. But there just there wasn't as much money in it as there was, you know, previously where like a lot of people could make yeah. a career out of it. So mm. technically speaking, do you think because you mentioned the the home studios, do you think that there's still a quality difference between a, a established professional studio and somebody who puts a interface like a focus right or something do you still feel there's a difference in quality yes and no I, and I've, I've seen kind of like a lot of hybrid setups where like people will spend like a good amount of money on like outboard gear so like mm. a really good compressor or yeah. a really good uh, limiter so I, I I've always kind of been of the mindset that like you use the tools that you got right. and if people really know how to kind of use even if it's more of a digital setup like you're saying yeah. a focus right or something. Like, if they know what they're doing, like, they can make a really good sound. So I'd say that's kind of a loaded question. But, um, I mean, I I also think, too, it's just the environment of, like, the studio. You know? Mm. It's like a creative, like, kitchen where you can just go and, like, be there all day and make ideas and stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, when you say that, the first thing that that comes to mind, too, is, like, being in the gym. Yeah. Versus like a home gym. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's convenient. Yeah. Right. Like let's say if you tra- transformed your garage into like a gym or if you have a bedroom, you made it into a gym. Like, cool, it's convenient. You just walk in there, get your work on, get out. Yeah. But at the same time, now you're on your own and you're not watching people work out and getting motivated by people. Yeah. And, I think that makes a difference. You know too. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So actually, let me ask you this. 
you know, I'm assuming that when you went to school, you learned a lot about the history and like what are some of the early type of microphones, type of uh, equipment that we that was used before. Are there any pieces of equipment that you wish would still be available today that you can play with? I mean, a lot still are. I don't personally like have anything at my house. So I feel like that would be like my goal to kind of build my own like little home studio with like some cool like compressors or just like preamps and stuff. But I mean, a lot of stuff is still like available or they do, you know, kind of like revamps where they'll kind of um, release like like a newer version of something. So I can't think of anything off the top of my head that like, was released before and you know isn't available still now you know there's a bunch of vintage gear yeah, yeah. That's still kind of it's on pretty good yeah. yeah yeah now is this still something so we know you're a dj right so we're we're gonna touch on that but <laughs> is this is this background still something that you're actively doing now and that maybe you want to pursue pursue as a career full-on or where or, or where above you? djing yeah where, where sure are you still with be that? a dj and do all these yeah things, yeah um, that's a good question. I, I kind of transitioned now, so I'm not really like doing any like studio work, but I do like live audio or, or um, like corporate, like AV. Mm. So like larger conferences, mm. um, you know, we'll like fly the PA or like set up the speakers and I'm usually there like in an audio capacity. So yeah. I'm either there as I like, like the terminology she used, fly the PA. And, like, <laughs> well, it's like literally in the air. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Only you know what that, and I'm like, fly the. Oh, okay. That's how you like, know she's educated. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you know? yeah. Thinking of a little, yeah. Little I'm like, wings. <laughs> what does that? You just put the stand higher. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Again, I have no knowledge of that terminology, but go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing it more, and I honestly got to a point where I was really liking live more than studio because mm. there's like more of like of an adrenaline rush like yeah. mm. um especially like right before like a big event or a big conference is about yeah. to start like the doors open people walk in and it's like ooh, like it's exciting yeah. yeah yeah um so i still do th- do that like uh f- you know freelance for like different uh production or av companies in town nice. um i kind of have it set up right now where it's like a supplemental income yeah um it's not like a full-time gig I've been traveling for it too, which is like super cool. But um, I think I like being able to do both DJing and like audio work because yeah. it kind of it keeps me fresh and keeps me on my toes as far as like still knowing how to um, like use a bunch of the equipment. Yeah. But yeah, I like doing both. And I, I don't get bored. It distracts you from the other. Like sure. you know, once you get, I mean, we all get a little bit of fatigue from DJing and shit like mm-hmm. that. And it's like you know what. I'd rather go do this for a while and then come back whenever you're ready. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's cool too, I think, because like you guys know DJing, it's kind of like, I mean, unless you're doing like a back to back, it's kind of like a solo gig where you're kind of by yourself. Mm -hmm. So I really like the, like the AV or audio work too, because I'm usually around people. So I'm not like a super social person in general, but that kind of like fills my cup, like as as far as like being able to be around people and stuff. Well, I mean, it's your environment. Yeah. You thrive in your own environment. Y'all speak the same language. Yeah. Flying PAs. So what made you go then from this to what actually what got you started in DJing? Yeah, I always kind of had the bug for it. Um, when I was in high school, I, I wanted to learn, but never like really got the opportunity. Um, but when I was in when I was still at Texas State, I was um, filming a documentary because I was in the honors college. We had to do this thesis. I was like, I don't want to write like a 40 page thesis. That's not yeah, my that's style. Fun. Yeah. So I, I convinced them to to let me do a documentary. Um, and I, at that time, I was like super into like electronic music. Okay. It was kind of the wave where it was getting like, like really commercial. Yeah. Um, so that was what my documentary was about. Electronic music. Around what year is this? Like 2014. Okay. I knew yeah. it. I was like, this had to be <laughs> yeah, around 13. The peak 14. of, yeah, when yeah. it was like starting to kind of blow up again. Um, yeah. So I made this documentary. It was about electronic music, about like the rave culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like meeting a ton of like DJs, producers, going to like festivals and like shows and stuff. Um, And I was out one night and I uh, was with a friend and we heard this DJ. And it was just at a club. I wish I could remember honestly what Mm. club it was, but heard this DJ, super dope DJ. And I just like knew that I is this in Austin? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I have to like convince this guy to like to teach me. I don't know mm. why it was just it felt like I'm gonna like see if he 
mm. is even down. Yeah, yeah. While so, he's performing? Yeah, we like talked afterward, you know, oh, connected. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thought you were one of those that's like, hey, uh. Oh, like in the moment? Yeah, in the moment. We'd be like, girl. You're like, chill, chill. <laughs> sit down somewhere. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, we, we connected afterward. You know, I told him, like, hey, I love the way you spin. Like, if you're, like, you know, down, like, I'd really love to learn. Yeah. Um, DJ Wizard, shout out to him. So. Yeah, that's my boy, DJ Wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you cool. know him? Yeah. He's super cool yeah. and so he kind of took me like you know under his wing you know I would consider him a mentor he started showing me and then he let me like borrow a set of his turntables he had like in his studio he was like so you can you know start to practice and at one point he was like look if you're like serious about this then like you can have them and they wow. they're still in my studio there's the ones I like DJ at my, wow. my nice. studio oh, nice. yeah 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 so, shout out to DJ Wizard yeah, yeah. yeah. the homie yeah, he's yeah. Cool. That's dope. Yeah, he's out like in the Augustine or something. He's big on Twitch too. Yeah, yeah. He's got a dope Twitch setup. Really? Yes. Crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. Multiple views, visuals, the whole works. It's top notch. Oh, I'll have to check him yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, and like, he's he does just, shit like all the time. And he's just a dope turntableist. Like probably still to this day, one of the guys that I think just is really good at his craft. Yeah. Um, dope. So yeah, that's that's kind of how it went, and it. Like I said, I think it was just kind of like right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, it was just one of those things that I like kind of fell in love with. I feel like in every kind of like path that I've taken, even career wise, I just get like really passionate about it. And mm-hmm. I just kind of like jumped into it, you know? Yeah. I remember having like that travel like road case. It was like both turntables and my oh, mixer man. in one case. And I had oh, to carry yeah. it like up flights because yeah. I lived on like the third floor apartment. Oh, girl. The casket cases. The man. casket cases. Oh, yeah. And still, it would take me like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To like lug it down. Yeah. <laughs> I sold mine to Lone Star. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. When I lived in San Antonio, I sold mine to Lone Star. But yes, God, those things are heavy. Yeah. It's like carrying a body in there. Yeah. Yeah, I sold it to him and then yeah, and then I met him here in Austin when I moved here. Like I still saved his number. I met him on uh I think it was on Craigslist. Okay. Yeah, we met in in New in uh New Braunfels. Oh wow. And I was just like, Yeah man, this is it, da 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 and you can you go <laughs> like, there you go. That's all you. You're like, just need some uh, WD. Yeah, I just need a. <laughs> no, I was still carrying mine when I was DJing at the Eastern. At the Eastern, where is that? Sorry, it's this behind. Might be... um... Is that place still? That's no, closed. It's a. It's behind Cisco's. Okay. It's behind Cisco's. Okay. On uh, in front of La Perla. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. On six. Yeah. yeah okay. On cool. E six. So. E six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, all day Ray and I would, well, he would DJ there. I would cover for him, and then I would do some other days that mm. they asked me to. But yeah. I was, I was with the fucking the casket shit, fucking yeah. carrying it around. I was like, I need some other shit, man. And like, yeah. I don't as mine didn't have wheels. I don't know if other ones oh, had right, wheels. Yeah, wheels like, either. It was so mine heavy. had two little wheels. I'm like, y'all might as well have not just put these on here. They like <laughs> the this wheels are struggling, dude. Yeah, the wheels like oh, wait, it was like a little baby wheel. I'm like, this is not. No matter what angle you would lift it, it would yeah. work. Yeah. I would yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So sorry. Go ahead. I don't even remember where we. I know we, we just got off topic real quick. Thinking about the wheels. We okay, so when you first started DJing, what kind of music were you playing? Was it EDM or? Yeah, it was. So where um, Neon Grotto is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It used to be Hangar, mm-hmm. okay. and I had a residency there, like, Saturday nights, um, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was a bunch of, like, fraternity, sorority kind of vibe, so it was, like, a bunch of, like, electronic music, Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I started playing, and I was also just playing, like, a bunch of house parties for my friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was, you know, like, hip-hop, and it was kind of that 2014, 2016, kind of, like, hip-hop era, so... Yeah. ASAP, Drake, like uh, yeah. Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. So, and you carried your turntables. Yeah. <laughs> so, when did you transition into maybe something different, like a controller, or did you get like a different case? A dolly. Uh, a, a <laughs> dolly. Yeah. No, I got, I got um, like flight cases for my turntables later, but I think it was probably like a year, year and a half after I got like an SX3, so mm-hmm. like a smaller controller, but. I was lugging those things around for a minute. The like the casket case. Yeah. Mm. I think maybe like a year later is probably when I got my like just different like separate flight cases for the turntables. Yeah, yeah. so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my god. So 
What? So have you always DJed here in Austin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you DJed anywhere else during your first like few years? Like no. in San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, anywhere else? No, I was mainly based in, um, I've mainly been based in Austin. I think like a year after I started DJing is kind of when I jumped into doing like private events and weddings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was obviously like Dripping Springs, Hill Country yeah. area. But yeah, the first few years it was just Austin based. And so you've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And even crazy too, just like, I think the, for me personally, like the, the big wave of like, you know, uh, Latin music. Um, I remember like the first few residencies I had, like I got requested by like management to not play. Oh yeah. That like, music I heard Spanish. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they would tell me like, that's not the kind of demographic that yeah. we're catering to. And so before it was like taboo to like play like anything in yeah. Spanish. It's for funny sure. how some way, somehow we all have a little bit of the same story yeah. in each of our, you know, careers, because yeah. I think I remember back in what, 2003, I don't know when Kulo first came out, the Pitbull. Song. I was like, who? I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? But when that That's song came like, out, oh what? Management, at, I was DJing at uh, Grand Central Station at the time. Oh my God, yeah. And they were like, no, we're not playing I that. I used to shop there when it was a super Kmart. Really? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the one in San Antonio? Yeah. I didn't DJ in that one. Okay, yeah. Because they were in On different cities. Yeah. yeah, they were they were in different cities, though. Oh, okay, okay, it okay, was okay. A, It was a big corporate company. Was it? I yeah. didn't even I thought it was just in San Antonio. I didn't no. even I was know. Like, I remember I the even toys used to be over here. So the one here was in Pflugerville. <laughs> sure. Yeah, by the by the movie theater. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. like right around the block there. The one that I used to DJ at I, in Laredo, there was one in Corpus. So they and were I didn't like even in know that. I thought it was just place. in San Antonio. They're like a franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were pretty oh, yeah. big. So it was it was very corporate driven. We had to like I think we talked about it before. We had to like log all the songs that we played. Oh, and wow. we had a format to play where the next song had to be 5 BPMs higher until you come to a drop off so that everyone could go and drink. Remember we talked oh, about that? Oh, wow, yeah. And actually that kind of stuck in my head and that's really how I kind of play sometimes. Because yeah. you're just used to it. Yeah, I just got like used to it. Like a build. Yeah. 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 Like when I DJ the same way. Yeah. When I'm doing like uh, like brunches at Taquero or some shit, I'll just start off with like some slow ass reggaeton at like 82 BPMs and yeah, then yeah. I'll just gradually get build up there. from there. Yeah. yeah. So it just stuck to me. You know what's crazy? I, and I'm curious if maybe if this was only in Austin where we saw a lot of or where you saw, sorry, a lot of like don't play Latin music. Because what I experienced in San Antonio was don't play a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. play more Latin music. And and it wasn't even said in those terms. It was said in a more derogatory term. Sure. Sure. But it was like, we're not catering to that demographic. We yeah. want you to stick to Latin cumbia, tejano, like all the mm. old ni- 1990s yeah. type of Latin music. And so you're saying here, you know, they're telling you. The, the opposite, the, the yeah. total opposite. Yeah, I want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it was only in Austin. What did you see in Laredo? Um, Laredo was a lot of hip hop, actually. Really? Yeah, it was. It was definitely a lot of hip hop because you know, like I said, they didn't want me to play Pitbull. Interesting. For whatever reason, uh, we, no, no, rem- San Antonio ate that shit. Up. I remember we had to <laughs> we had to sneak in our own CDs because they would provide the CDs for us every month. They would bring us like some blank CDs and they were typed up and everything. And they had the BPMs and all that shit. So we, we had folders that we had to go get them from management office before our gigs come back. Wow. And then they were like, hey, here's the new ones for the month. And it had a whole bunch of new music. Their thing was that they paid royalties. So they, you know, they had to provide the CDs. We couldn't provide our own CDs. So we had to sneak in like our own music here and there. I remember one time we were playing, uh, it, was, it was reggaeton. I think it was like gasolina or some shit like that mm-hmm. back in the day. And management immediately knew that it wasn't their music but wow. they couldn't say shit because a party was fucking popping yeah, yeah. money was being spent yeah. like people were just dancing and they came by and they were like looking at the cds and were like sorry yeah. man like this is this is what it is like that's insane yeah after a while they after a while they were a little bit more lenient about it and then yeah. they decided to open up a latin room because you know grams had like different rooms yes <laughs> they, they made one of them a latin room so yeah it caught on but yeah I, that's Latin. the thing now too um, is that it, it seems interesting to me that like now every spot has a like a Latin night for sure. Um, when before yeah. it was like not even happening, not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, the Latin room in at the Grams in San Antonio yeah. was only Tejano. 
Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't hear anything else but Tejano. And then you would see all them old tios and tias. Yeah, Tejano still in the country. Trying to cougar and spit at the young bugs. They're like, vente a bailar conmigo. And yeah, they had a top 40 room, a hip hop room, and then they had that Latin room. But the Latin was always. And the karaoke room. Yes. And then they should have just called it the Tejano room because that's all that's they fucking all they played. played. Yeah. So I double dipped in the top 40 and the karaoke room. Oh, man, that's crazy. They made me fucking sing karaoke that I didn't want to. <laughs> That was like a thing you had to. Like, Random, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, fuck. Uh, Don't call it a comeback. Actually, no. It was actually uh, Little John Get Low. No way. Absolutely. Shush. Fuck yeah. I want to see that shit. Yeah. And Usher, yeah. Okay. Because it was, right. it was, it was a few of us. So like, I got to get a video on Super Bowl. I wish there was a fucking video somewhere, but I did the rap parts. Oh, wow. A, a scratch yeah. theory that has karaoke Oh, we should. Hey. What about you? What's your I, go-to karaoke? I honestly don't karaoke. You I, said you sang. I know, but like... Have you ever? Have I ever karaoke? Yes. Yeah, like a, but a long time ago. What and was what, your go-to? What song were you I probably, really good I would at? probably sing like a Selena song. I'd probably oh, yeah, sing yeah. like okay. Beady Beady Bomb yeah. Bomb or something. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. That's cool. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> what about you? Mine, if you get me drunk enough, it'd be Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. <laughs> oh, you I, have to be drunk for that? Nah, probably not. <laughs> I just gotta be in a good mood. I was like, yeah, I feel like she would do yeah, that. You just give me a little bit of wine or some cookies or Fuck something. It. We good. Some cookies? Yeah. <laughs> just like, give me a snack. I'll, I'll do it. I'll turn all into B.I.G. It was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Beyonce, <laughs> knowing you. Oh, stop that. She oh, my said. God. Okay, real quick. So, my wife and I talked about that, and we talked about drag shows. And I said, man, can you imagine if we were to ever do a drag show? Like, like y'all be the queens? I asked her, I was like, who, who would you do? And she said, I would probably do something like Missy Elliott. I'm like, okay, I could see that. And she was like, you. And I was like, yeah, I'd probably do some Beyonce shit. <laughs> like, you know. I want to oh, see that now. Is that stilettos? No. <laughs> I'll bust my mouth, man. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> we just totally got on top of You're like circling back. <laughs> so I saw this on your bio. Now I want you to tell me about this. Oh, the term hype you up. Oh yeah, yeah. So share a little bit about that story, because because on your on your bio it says that you coined the term "hype you up" to describe your mixes. So how did that come about? Yeah, like I I guess I didn't really realize it <laughs> until like getting feedback from people, like after I had been DJing for a few years. But I just like naturally gravita- gravitated towards like just high energy music, and I'm yeah. not talking about just like fast BPM, but mm-hmm. just like. Yeah. Shit that was just like like fun and like super high energy, mm. um, and I wanted to kind of start I think like a series like as far as like mixes and stuff, and I just realized it was all just like kind of in your face, you know, high energy, yeah. mm. and so I came up with kind of like a branding term, so to speak, hype you up because I felt like that was kind of the vibe of like if you listen to this, it's gonna hype you up, you like go, it's yeah. gonna like get yeah, you. Yeah. Ready for the club or like, you know, okay. just excited for the day if you're cleaning, you know, put on. So put what on artists <laughs> are in your hype you up category? What artists or what songs? I don't I don't necessarily feel like it's it's like a uh, like an artist or like a genre. To me, it's more like a like a feeling, you know, because okay. okay. um, I could I could name a few artists. But I mean, I, I feel like I always like am like pulled towards like like some higher energy, like redrums or like mm-hmm. some kind of remixes okay. where sometimes, yeah, the BPM is a little like higher, like a, like, a, I don't know, a cumbia. Yeah. I yeah. have this cool, um, like Angeles Azules, uh, cumbia remix. The, na- the normal BPM is like 98 and mm-hmm. the redrum I have is like 105. So okay. I love yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, like the shit that I like really yeah, love yeah. to play. Cause like I said, I, I don't necessarily think it's like genre specific or artist specific, but yeah. it's just, like that feeling of like high energy. Yeah, yeah. it moves you. Yeah. I wonder if some of that comes from your technical background where you as a as an audio engineer per se, right? Yeah. Then you're listening to audio quality. So when you think back of like the Los Angeles Azules or like La Sonora Dinamita, right? These are two groups that their music was recorded back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So the sound quality is not there. But then when we hear like, edits from like DJ Refresh or ETX mm-hmm. or some of these other guys mm-hmm. and then they pick up the BPM they add a redrum they add like I assume they remaster stuff too. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see how that like you're naturally gravitated to stuff like that 
Yeah, and I, I think too, like, or correct me if I'm wrong. I'm over here speaking for you. No, no, no. You're, you're you just, must like. I'm like your whole DJ therapist. Like, that's where you like, that's where that comes from. <laughs> you're like, I see you. I, I, see I analyze it. you. No, I, I think you're spot on for like on that for sure. And I mean, obviously too, I think that I'm pretty selective about what I play in terms of like audio quality because I personally like don't like to like rip a lot of stuff because i think like you can hear it especially like on a good sound system like Mm -hmm. you can hear if something's just like a low quality like mp3 or just like a rip from like soundcloud or youtube or something i think i've learned to to tune that yeah yeah for sure one thing i do um i know you no longer do weddings but one thing that i do is like if i were to get a request for like a father-daughter dance or something i don't have that song in my library so sometimes unfortunately i do have to turn to YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But what I do is I have to scrub the song because I've heard of DJs not scrubbing the song or listening to audio quality. And <laughs> you'll hear the song and it's like some sexual noise in the middle of the song. <laughs> like it's like a prank that whoever uploaded the song, they would be like, you know, you're am- I'm amazed by you. And it's like, Whoa. yeah, I've, see- I've heard of that. Have you ever caught that? Like when you've had to play? A no, song? You know, not those sounds, sounds. But at the end of the song, it's like DJ so-and-so productions. And then it goes into like a different song. So I have to like either cut it or if I don't have time, just put like a cue point. Like, don't play this part. A little echo out. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. No, but that's where like title comes in. I don't know if you yeah. use title in, on Serato, but um, that's Title's been a, like a clutch for me. Um, mm-hmm. If I and sometimes like there's a space that doesn't have Wi-Fi, I'll just use like the hotspot on my phone yep. and like connect mm. to Title for mm-hmm. sure. That's what I was gonna say. Is I've tried Title and some of these other streaming services, but it's that right? You have to have a strong yeah. Wi-Fi signal. And unfortunately, I no longer have hotspot on my phone. Maybe something yeah. to look Who into. do you? Who's your internet service provider? AT and T. Hmm, I mean, I, I can get it because I yeah. had it when I had my work phone. Yeah. So my coworkers or former coworkers are, do not listen to this podcast. So I used to use my work phone <laughs> for my gigs. Because I think if you have Spectrum, you could have like Wi-Fi in the city if you log in. Really? Yes. Oh, I have to check that out because I do have Spectrum for AT&T. Because yeah, I used to use okay. I used to use All Day Ray's uh, login information and I have Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> Shout out. Ray. Shout out to All Day Ray. <laughs> Shout out to all the homies that yeah. let us bootleg their shit. <laughs> Yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who uses my MP3 pool. <laughs> hey, let, let me cop that real Shameless quick. Plug. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yo, we need sponsors. But anyway. Well, you know how it is. We exchange. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. That's always fun. Yeah, for sure. So over the nine years of you DJing now. Oh, my God. What would you say? I know. Yeah. <laughs> You've been DJing for nine years. Yeah, go on How long on have nine. you been DJing? Uh, what, 2024? Uh-huh. I started in 97. Okay, so Whatever you have both feet. I'm at eleven. <laughs> Whatever right that now. number is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So out of out of the nine years, almost a decade that you've been DJing, what would you say are some of your memorable memorable moments, good or bad, um, for gigs that still impact you to this day? Ooh. Damn, you're making us think here. I'm saying I'm going de- hey, 2024, man. I'm going deep. Let's go. <laughs> the deep questions. Um. Dang, I got to think about that for a bit. I mean, for for a good, like, majority of, like, DJ career, I was doing weddings. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there was, like, a handful that were just, like, really memorable because, uh, like, really connecting with, like, the couple mm-hmm. um, or just, like, their story. But I think, like, outside of that... Um, these past few years that I ha- like kind of stepped away from weddings, um, really memorable moment was when I DJed in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, that was what last year? Super dope. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Two yeah. years ago. Um, and then Vegas uh, last year. So I feel like the travel gigs for me have been memorable just because it's a different space. Yeah. Um, Were you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. For Mexico City, for sure, just because the format is different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of clubs there, it's it's record box. USB. Uh, yeah. So oh. I was having to like watch like YouTube tutorials and like, and then you show up and they're like, hey, like the like effects button, like sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So you just got to kind of like roll with the punches, yeah. you know? Oh, um, and it wasn't like a gig where you could just take your own gear either. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Because the format too, and I think probably in a lot of like bigger cities, um, or at least like from my experience in Mexico City, it's like multiple DJs in a night. 
Right. So like easy five, six DJs like in a night wow. and they would show up like right before they start, plug in their USB yeah. and then just like start their set. So does everyone go like a hundred percent on their set or is there like that? You know, we've had that conversation about openers should do this and all yeah. that stuff. How, how, is that? how was that there? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly <laughs> kind of threw that out the window and maybe that is like bad DJ etiquette, but I knew that I was going to be in a new space and I kind of right. just like wanted to show yeah, yeah. my skill. Yeah. Show out for sure. Um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> I think that like from what I like observed and stuff, it's more chill, obviously, when things are like opening up and okay. it's more of like a, yeah, you kind of warm up for the guys that are going to be DJing towards the end of the night. But everybody had a different style. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like some of us were playing like the, the first space that I DJed, it was like reggaeton. So mm -hmm. some of us were like playing like kind of old school reggaeton. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the night, they were mixing in like EDM and Waracha and mm. like different stuff. So, yeah, yeah everyone had yeah. their their different kind of style to, to that. You know, one thing that I and and I'm curious how it was in Mexico City, but the one time that we went out in Monterrey, we went out to um, this area called Barrio Antiguo and we didn't go into the clubs. We actually ended up going to a bar. But what I heard from the bars is uh, I'm sorry, the clubs, it's, they play the whole song, mm -hmm. the original song. Interesting. In its entirety. So think of like the song. Um, in its entirety. In You're like, its what? Enti I'm what like, that? there's Four minutes. no. So it was just like the whole song and then the next one. And I'm like, there's no mixing. Yeah. The, and maybe it was just that club, right? Oh, they didn't mix them either? Nothing. So they played oh. the original. And so the, like the start one. Like and stop? Yeah. So think of the think of the song hmm. um, Callaita, right? Mm -hmm. From Bad Bunny. It's like. It's not too fast. It's not super slow, but, but it's a chill out, song. They'll play out the they'll last. They'll play the whole thing. Wow. Right? So think about like all those edits that we all stumble upon, right? With the re-drums or mm -hmm. like the remixes or whatever. And that's all I'm hearing is the whole song. I'm like, no lo van a cambiar. Y'all gonna change the song? <laughs> like, and then they go into the next song. I forgot what the next song they played. But again, they started the song from the beginning of the song. Yeah. So I was like, man, there's no mixing. And what was crazy is that People were singing the shit out of the song. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. And it wasn't like late. It was still like 11, 1130. Like 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> this is like some drunk, like I take a shorty home or some shit like <laughs> 158 in the morning type of shit. But no, it was like one. It was like 11 ish or so. So how was it there in Mexico City? Like, did you did you mix? Did you play the original <laughs> songs? Like, did you play, like, did edit? you play the whole four minutes? Did you do the mm -mm? And like, how was that for you? What was that like? No, yeah, I, I definitely think that what like made, like set me apart a little bit was like the edits. Okay. Like, okay. they definitely, I mean, they play, I feel like remixes in the sense of like, uh, I don't know, like a Waracha or like electronic like remix of a like a popular song, mm -hmm. but I had like certain just like DJ edits. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of is different. It's not yeah. very like common for them to use over there. But yeah, I, I mean I definitely mix. I, I had to like, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I didn't play the whole song. Um yeah, yeah I, I was telling you I, I had to kinda watch a bunch of YouTube tutorials and then kind of go into record box at my cue points. I feel like that was also something like I didn't see a lot of DJs use a lot of cue points. Mm, cool. So they, they use like the cue, like on the, like the X DJs and like the, Oh yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, at least from what I saw, um, like not the use of a lot of like cue points. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a different style of, yeah. Of mixing. And I know like we're all like Serato, uh, folks. So it might Serato just be. Serato heavy. I'm not. Yeah. Oh yeah, you use what tractor? tractor. You use tractor. Yeah. You like it? I love it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Did it was. Did you put the cricket? Is it the crickets one? Wah, yeah. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that yeah. stupid womp one? Right there. Look. Nope. There. Nope. Uh, nope. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's for all the tractor users. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, I mapped out the S11 to tractor. So interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just like it. I just like it better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the first DVS system that I used. Sure. Um, so before that, it was CDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do use Serato because we do like back to backs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're or, familiar with it. Or, or music videos. Sure. Yeah. Because Tractor doesn't doesn't do music videos. But other than that, I use I use Tractor. It's, it works better for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what are your what are your plans now? Because I know you said you no longer do weddings, mm-hmm. right? So what are you moving towards now? Not just in 2024, but like, what do you see for yourself now as a with the technical background that you have and then also DJing? And why don't you do weddings? Just a little. So I, oh, man, I, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about weddings. I did weddings for a while. Mm-hmm. I did it for probably a good six years. Um, I learned a lot, honestly. Like, I feel like my my like music library expanded because mm-hmm. I was playing a lot of like shit that I, I learned a lot of country, mm-hmm. a lot of like classic rock, just like stuff I wasn't yeah. like super familiar with. Um, but it just, it was kind of making DJing feel like a job and yeah. not something I was really enjoying. I feel like I was getting pretty burnt out creatively because I was playing the same yeah. tracks every weekend. Um, and that wasn't really the reason that I had gotten into it in the right. first place. So I I realized that if I wanted to keep doing it, I was going to have to like yeah. transition. And also too, just like the pressure of a wedding. Like there's yeah. a lot of pressure and like I'm a pretty anxious person. So like the whole day of the wedding, I was just like mm-hmm. anxious. I would wake up like anxious and I feel like it was honestly kind of taking a toll like on my mental I health. I could definitely see that. Yeah. For sure. So I was like, you know what? The money's good, but it's yeah, not that it's not good. Worth it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know because I've only done two weddings. Yeah, and it's and even though like the first wedding that I did, um, I, I didn't really want to do it. I just did it because the couple, <laughs> the couple was really cool. So yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do your wedding. You know, like she specifically wanted me to do her wedding, and she heard me at uh, Gabriella South. So she's like, I love the way you play. I want you to play like this for my wedding. So that's why I kind of accepted it too, because it was just what I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. She let you do your yeah. thing. Right. So sure. that's why, but still like the whole, the whole day I was fucking stressed out. I was yeah. so, and I knew I was going to be stressed out because we, we have tons of friends that do it and we all talk about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we're going to be fucking stressed out. The second wedding that I did was for a coworker. Same thing. Do what you do and all this stuff. And I knew I was going to, afterwards I'm like, if someone asks, you know, people are like, hey, you know, do you, do you have a card or whatever? Yeah. Do you have the DJ's card? Like, tell them I don't do weddings at all. If they ask you. <laughs> You're like, that's not my thing. And she's a coworker. So my, the other coworkers at work were like, hey, well, you did her wedding. Can't, why don't you want to do my wedding? And I'm like, because you don't understand. Like, it's yeah. fucking stressful. And that was kind of the thing, too, as I was like transitioning out of it. People mm-hmm. would be like, well, can't you just like do my wedding yeah. and like be done. Cause I would tell them like, I'm not taking yeah. on like any new bookings and I'd have to explain to people. Like if I say yes to you, then I have to say yes to like everybody, everybody else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just, it was pretty stressful for me. And there was obviously some really cool couples that I like connected mm-hmm. with. And again, they would like, let me do my thing. But right. there was like some other just like kind of horror stories mm-hmm. of, like bridezillas or groomzillas. Groomzillas, I had that oh, too. Yeah. Like familyzillas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Getting yelled at by yep. like somebody's mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it gets no. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is your eye twitching? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like my legs shaking, armpits sweating. No. Yeah. So I just and also too, I think one of the things was that um, like towards these kind of like last few years of doing weddings, I had to like turn down some really cool gigs. Cause I was already booked out because the weddings would book out like 12 months, 18 months in advance. And yeah. so sometimes some really cool gig would pop up and I'd have to say no, cause I wasn't uh-huh. available cause I was booked. Um, and so I just, like I said, I wanted to kind of transition and do like, do some other things. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm still relatively young. Like I still can have, you know, like some travel stuff. Like I can mm-hmm. do some like cool gigs as far as DJing goes. And I kind of wanted to just explore that. Yeah. So, And if you book for weddings a year in advance, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Shit, so Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Cause like when I started taking on more and more weddings, like I feel like I missed out on some traveling opportunities, definitely sure. some South by Southwest gigs too, yeah. because I was tied to a wedding. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. The weddings, once that check clears, right. And yeah. you see the commas deposit. I'm like, Yes, but at the same time, you're over here looking at your, you know, DJ counterparts, like doing all these amazing fucking gigs during yeah. South by or <clears throat> traveling. And you're like, fuck, you get like some serious FOMO. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For sure. Yeah. Especially when the check cleared six months ago. 
And yeah. now you're doing it for free? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm yeah. like, fuck. No. You're like, mm, am I really getting paid? Damn it. <laughs> I DJ'd a, a wedding with the Cortez this past weekend. I, I saw, saw that. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. man, it was fun. I have the highlights. I'm going to post it later. But it was a lot of fun. And to be honest, I actually enjoyed myself more yeah. because mm-hmm. now I didn't have to DJ. I just focus on MC? MCing. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I love MCing more than DJing. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just now I get to focus on just one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And so... and. He, all he had to focus on was DJing, DJing yeah. right? Because yeah. I've also been in that seat too. Yeah. But we got there and there's this uh, building. You can mute this out if you want to, but yeah. it's it's this venue called the Riley Building. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, the run. Lo- the load in there is... Run. It is horrible. Horrible, it's horrible. A down, it's a downtown building. Yeah. So like parking is terrible. Trash. And wow. like the load in, because there's only one elevator. And so all the vendors have to share that oh, elevator. Man. It's like one basement. It's one ramp. And most of the time it's catering or cake or flowers that are taking that up. So oh, then as a DJ, you're like, fuck. And you can't park in front of the building because the bus is coming there. Oh my so God. there is a bus stop right in front of the building. So yeah. when you try to pull into that alley, you're already sticking out on the main street. Jesus. So it's it's really bad. So when he told me, he's like, yeah, we're, uh, you want to do a, de- a wedding with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. Told me all the details. He's like, is that this uh, place called the, the Riley building? I'm like, I wanted to chunk my phone through the fucking room. I was Damn. Like, Fuck. And so that's I the other thing him. too, because like I mean, you and I know like having a setup for a wedding. I was having that's to do like my back mm-hmm. was oh man, like having to like load into these crazy venues, setting yep. up all the like the speakers, having mm-hmm. to move stuff around, like yeah. strike speakers. So it's a lot of work. What for is sure. strike speakers? Oh, take them down. down. Okay. Yeah. See, it's the lingo. <laughs> I'm like, take them down. <laughs> Where you take it off the... Got the it. Okay, not flying. Okay, okay. okay. Gotcha. I'll make gotcha. you a list. Yes, please do. Should put me on this this lingo. Yeah. We'll put an asterisk on the video and... This is what See she this meant. Video? Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a link for context so I know. Yo, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, so so what else are you doing now that you're, you're not focusing on weddings? Yeah. What else do you want to... Do you aspire to do or is there anyone maybe in particular that you want to work with? Yeah, I um well for sure I want to keep traveling. Um upcoming next month I'm going to LA nice. and DJing. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hang out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be DJing, I'll be at a retreat. But yeah, anyway. A, a women's retreat. Yeah, I gotta like kumbaya some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm I'm DJing a, a corporate conference out there. Um that's kind of what I want to do more, like not necessarily corporate conferences. I'm down to do that too, but just like a lot more travel gigs mm-hmm. um, in the States and like out of the country. Um, and I kind of just want to, I want to keep collaborating with like some really cool brands. Like last year I got to DJ a pop-up for Espolón. Shout mm-hmm. out. I don't know if I can shout them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Shout out Espolón. Um, yeah. I want to keep, I want to keep doing stuff like that. Like just collaborating like with some cool brands that like I, I like resonate with or I just you know um that I fuck with and and or like just some cool organizations yeah like you and I have like partnered with a bunch of like local organizations but I'm just kind of trying to do the same thing just like on a a higher level at a higher level for sure and just club stuff like I really enjoy like the club gigs um, I feel like I, I was watching one of the previous podcasts. You guys were talking about some of y'all love it, some of y'all don't. Yeah. Um, oh, the club stuff? Yeah, the club yeah. gigs. And and there's, I feel like it depends, obviously, on the space and, like, the the people that are there. And um, the management, too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's been some, well, since we've had other episodes and shit, like, shit's happened to, not necessarily to me, but to some of my friends. Actually, no, to me, too. Where management just fucking sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. And they're just micromanaging you, right? Yes, and yeah. it's and mm-hmm. it's and it's of course it's on Sixth Street, right? Like Jersey yeah. Six shit. So, you know, I mean, uh, and I, me personally, I don't give a fuck. But the only person that I fuck with in Sixth Street is TK, which is the the guy down at Moonlight. Mm-hmm. He's fucking cool with me, and we're we're always eye to eye about everything. Yeah, but a lot of the places, all the other managers that I've worked there, they're fucking assholes, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. really, really bad. Mm. Like one slow night for someone, and they want to fucking trash you. Yeah, on a fucking cold ass Tuesday night or yep. some shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's another story. But yeah, yeah. we're just like things that are out of your control. Yeah, but yeah, that that's kind of like the goal for sure. At least like you know, for the next few years, is um, like some more higher end corporate stuff, travel gigs. Some cool club gigs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to DJ in Mexico City again, but just like other parts of Mexico. So, 
Where, where did you DJ when you went? Like, what was was that like a festival or a club? No, it was you just were... it was a couple of clubs. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I am. Um, I have a DJ DJ homie out there. Um, shout out Flamingo. She's a really cool DJ. Um, and she, yeah, she just connected me. I think I um, saw her on your story. Yeah, no? she came by. Flamingo she, in a tutu. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Flamingo in tutu. Yeah, I was, that's I was my like, DJ name. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so I, I went. Name. I went in. Like I was like, oh, she's a DJ from Mexico. Okay, cool. I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking dope. Yeah, she came. She came by in December and uh, DJed at uh, Coconut Club. Okay. Um, so we kind of just like mutual, you know, set yeah. set up. But um, yeah, it was. It was really cool and it, it was club gigs. Yeah. So I'm trying to like do, like I said, more of that while I'm out there and just in general, you know? Cool. Be able to just play whatever the fuck I want. That's the goal. I hear that. Is there a, a genre that you gravitate more towards to? It's been kind of evolving. Um, I I mean, obviously, I really love Latin and all the subgenres of Latin. Like, I think Gumbia is something I'll always play or kind of mm-hmm. like try to sneak in like almost every like set that I have. Um, and I was pretty like in like the Latin bag, like reggaeton, dembo, yeah. like all mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, but I, I wanted to show people that I can like DJ stuff outside of that. Cause I feel like for a while people just thought I was like a Latin DJ and that's like, oh, I could spin. Similar yeah. story, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I feel like when you play music in Spanish, like people yeah. think that that's all that you can do. Yep. And, yeah. and I love it. Like I, I definitely like love having like a Latin night or playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in us like. It yeah. always comes out good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this nostalgic kind of in yeah, a sense, for sure. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I think right now it's kind of been like evolving to kind of more of a global sound. Um, okay. I've been playing a lot of baile funk. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a lot of funk. like yeah. amapiano and Afro beats. Oh yeah, I have yet um, to get into that. Oh, you need to. I'll tell just cool. to put you on some stuff. Yeah. And that's all she listens Especially to. like when summer's gonna hit. Like that's just yeah. like a perfect kind of like summer vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's just. Like kind of Caribbean sounds, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to tap into that. Yeah, yeah, you should. It, think of it like a fast-paced cumbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, it's, it's really like good, Like kind yeah. of, like I would say, like a little similar, like Afrobeats is like mm-hmm. a little similar to dancehall, you know, in a yes. sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. dembos sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, yeah for sure, global sounds. Um, a lot of house, too. Okay. Like uh, like Latin house and tech house, okay. um, and there's a, a genre called like UKG, which is like UK like garage. Garage. Oh yeah. yeah. So kind of all that stuff. I've been. Um, I'm working on a mix that I'm hoping to put out like at the end of this month, and that's the concept. Is just like global sounds. Okay. Um, nice. Just trying to like I said explore like more genres and just yeah. kind of yeah. showcase that I can kind of I can truly be open format. I know that yeah. that word or that mm-hmm. term gets kind of thrown around, but um, I think, like I said, I, I think for a lot of people, they're just like, oh, yeah, she just like she plays like yeah. Latin music and yeah. that's all that she can do. So yeah. it's, you, very, it's very frustrating to be just put in that one in category. that box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were going to say something. How do you how do you feel like or how do you see the reception from your audience or your dance floor when you introduce something new? Like, do you. Do you see it like, oh, okay, shit, that's good, and you keep doing more? Or do you just like keep giving it to them so that they kind of get used to it? I think it kind of depends on where like I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. Some crowds are more receptive to like trying new stuff, but I definitely think one thing that was cool about doing weddings for so long was getting really good at like reading a crowd yeah. and being able to kind of pivot. Um, I'm kind of of the mindset that like I'm gonna play like some new stuff, but if people like aren't like really like fu- if the goal is to get people to dance, because right. like some gigs are like not like danceable gigs, yeah. like people are just gonna chill. But yeah, if I see that people aren't really like dancing or into it, I'll definitely transition to nice. something else. But I I kind of like to just like throw something weird out there and yeah, see if yeah. people respond to it, and if they do, I'll kind of yeah. like stick to that for a little while and then you know go go in a different direction. But that was kind of like with the Haven set. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll see if people like respond to. That was such a good set. Thank you. Everybody responded so well. Yeah, and that's why I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna keep playing. Yeah. I'll just keep throwing shit. At I them. was getting my my some songs ready, like maybe three, four, five songs ready because I I went after her and then every other song was like. Okay. 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 Wait a minute. Hang on. Now, you say so gave me the stank face, which yeah, is like, like a, yeah. 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 No, it was a really good set. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So last question, any final, any advice for any DJs? Um, Cause obviously a lot of our audience is DJs. We have a few that are actually not DJs mm-hmm. either, but 
those that want to get into traveling or just get into DJing, period, like any advice on how they can either get started or those that are already DJs, how can they make their mark in the industry? I think like networking is a big thing. And I think that that was like something that I didn't kind of realize at the beginning. I was just like, I'm just going to like work and keep my head down. But Mm -hmm. people won't book you if they don't know who you are. Right. Um, So I would say for someone that's like starting off, like go out and like hear DJs. And if Mm -hmm. you like somebody's style, like reach out to them and see like maybe if they're not like necessarily willing or available to teach you, like Mm -hmm. they can give you a few pointers um, or introduce you to other people. And right now too, with all like the technology that's out at our disposal, so many YouTube videos and TikTok tutorials Mm -hmm. of just Mm -hmm. like people. So I don't think you need a ton of equipment. Like you can kind of, you know, buy whatever is in your budget and watch, you know, videos at home. But for me, I would say the big thing is kind of like networking and like building a community. So you can kind of like start to gig if that's something that you're interested yeah. in. What is what does networking look like to you? Well, I I actually I it to me it looks like a bunch of different things, right. but um sometimes it's kind of just like going and supporting yeah. like a fellow homie DJ, right. you know? We we kind of don't realize how important that is or how mm-hmm. much of a like a big deal that is, but to me, it's always cool to like see like a friend, like a DJ friend, yeah. like roll through and just be there for a right. bit, you know? So I feel like that's like, and I say networking, but to me, it's more like building community, like yeah. for us to mm-hmm. support each other, support, you know, for me to like share Kike's gigs yeah. that she's going to be at this spot. Um, and also too, I... I started this like monthly like DJ meetup. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, where yeah. I that's kind of the goal is just I want people to just like meet each other because like yeah. we follow each other like online, but like sometimes you and I. yeah, yeah. But we had never met in right. person, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the opportunity that I'm trying to build is like for people to like meet in real life yeah. and connect and like what if I have a gig and I can't make it and I need somebody right. to cover me like that kind of like I said starts to kind of foster community. Right. And I feel like honestly. Austin's been lacking that a little bit. Oh, for sure. And I've just, I'm trying to kind of like build that, you know? I think we have the same goal. I mean, that's what Scratch Theory initially, you know, was about or is about just to bring in DJs through the scratching community. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked about it where it's like, you know, some people that are scratch DJs, they don't get to do that shit because managers don't like it the crowd it's not for the crowd right it's more of a bedroom kind of thing or a gathering kind of thing so it's like why don't we just hang out and yeah. fucking cut records and shit so yeah and yeah. those of us that don't that are not like turntablists right. we get to practice yeah yeah for yeah, sure i mean not yeah. that we can't practice yeah. at home but how cool is it to ask like your counterpart or your buddy right. next to you like man how do i do this and da 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 and for example the christmas party that we had at color cartel mm-hmm that shit turned into what a breakdance thing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that was cool. She was freestyling. I saw wow. that. Yeah, I, I saw freestyle. you. I was like, that that's was dope. My, that's so my old we life. had a, we had a great time. <laughs> we, uh, we had food. We had drinks. We had music. We had a we, rapper. We had a break dancers. We had the, we the, had a whole the show. The, the pianist. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I, did I miss that? I think you did. Shit. He's Damn he's it. he's one of. Uh, He's my co-worker's husband. Okay. They moved from Chicago. So was he like, the one that was like super dressed up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he stood out. I think he's like a music teacher. And he's interested, <laughs> okay, he's okay. interested in Did DJing. he look like a music oh, teacher? Nice. He did. Yeah, he looked yeah. like he was going to church. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, but he was, so, no, yeah. we're all dressed in black, like sneakers, <laughs> hoodies. And then he comes in with like tucked in shirt, buttoned up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, this is somebody's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Whose dad is this? Whose dad is this? So yeah. we were playing house music and they're from Chicago. So he just jumped on and started playing the piano to the house oh, music. Oh, I missed that. And we were that. just like, oh shit. And Damn it. we just had a little jam oh, session that's so real quick. Yeah, that one was, that one was really fun yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. that's also like on my like bucket list for this year is to like go out and yeah and check one one of the oh, events out yeah for sure we're planning something big for south by southwest sweet sweet hell yeah it's a lot of work to fucking plan that shit man and yeah, i just to plan events yeah yeah are you seeing any uh pushback or any traction right now in january for south by um I, I think things are just kind of starting to roll. So I'm checking in with DJs that I know are interested in coming or that usually come down for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Matt. He's down. Oh, Mark, yeah. Mark yeah. Cuts is down. For like a showcase? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne. I don't know if you know Bruce Wayne. He's from Houston. Okay. He's a really good uh, battle DJ that's coming up. 
Nice. Uh, there's this guy, Jay Bray, who's from Waco, Dallas area too. What about that kid from San Antonio? What's his name? Yeah, uh, RC3. RC3. Yeah, I'm reaching out to his dad because we exchanged yeah. information. So we, we're definitely trying to put like a big showcase together That's and then awesome. cut sessions in between. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Up. All right. Well, Helios, it has been a pleasure having you, chatting you. with you. Thank but before you. you go, we always do this, uh, this or that. Okay. So this is, what? how do you call it? Like gun to your head. Water one, gun to your head. Water gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> water gun to your head. Just one answer, this or that. All right. And, the, and these are fun. So uh, beach vacation or mountain retreat? Beach. Beach. Okay. Pizza or tacos? Ooh, tacos. All right. Movie night in or the movies? Dang. I'd probably say the movies. Okay. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. might sneak some snacks in. All oh. right. That, that's a must. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got someone, <clears throat> not going to mention any names, that can kill a whole tub of popcorn and says we're going to share them, but never shares them. But never shares them. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my wife. She's in the building. Um, anywho, uh, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was mine. Uh, 90s or 2000s? Dang. That's tough. I'd probably say 2000s because like, I lived through that whole like era. I was born like early nineties. Get out of my face! I know. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Baby, still. Yeah, yeah you smell like milk. Um, <laughs> and last question for me: mm-hmm. um, If you could wear one color for the rest of your life, what would that be? We talked about this earlier, but black, black hands on down. black on yeah. black. I'm wearing yeah. all black. Well, other than the sleeves, but what is that on your shirt? I see the Oxo and the Pemex. What What's is that? that? Shout out Bicep Boys. If you don't know them, follow them. I will now. Um, what is that? Should I, I'm like, should I stand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's I don't see know it. If I can. El futuro es paisa. Oh, oh, I love okay. that. The, the Oxo, Oxo, the Pemex. Pemex yeah. yeah. Nice. They, um, they're kind of, I think they do more than clothing, but a clothing brand, if I'm not mistaken, based, based in LA. Yeah. Um, and just like Mexican, like inspired. Um, clothing brand, so nice. they put out a, a lot of cool stuff. Dope. Yeah, nice. up. Boys. I just made made a note about it, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check them out. Chris, you got anything? Actually, yes. Um, you know, shout out to DJ Lone Star. We always talk about like, what should I ask yeah, to the a, artist? Lone Star, yeah. do you still have that coffin case? <laughs> <laughs> he, probably yeah. he probably does. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Um, and he's 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 asked me to ask our guests about it, as far as the DJ scene goes. Um, what do you feel you bring to Austin and what does Austin mean to you? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Lone Star, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I mean, what I think I bring to Austin is like the building community aspect. Cause like I said, I'm I'm like pretty big on that and that's kind of the goal for like this year is to try to just like build and foster more community in the DJ scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's what I bring. And I, I also feel like not to say that I'm like one of the OGs, but when I was like up and coming, I was like only one of the few like female DJs that mm-hmm. I knew based in Austin. Yeah. So not to say like that there wasn't a lot, but I was just like you and I, you know, were the f- the few that I kind of could think about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say building community, fostering kind of community. What does Austin mean to me? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making you think today. Girl. I know. <laughs> I'm like scratching my head. Um, I mean, it's it's home for me. You know, yeah. I'm not originally from Austin, but I've been in the area since like 2010. Yeah. So I think for sure, just like home, like nostalgia, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. What would you say, in your opinion, since you are not from here? Where sure. are you from, by the way? From Lubbock. Lubbock. Oh, I'm like, wow. do you know where that is? No. I'm just kidding. Yes, I know where that is. Okay. <laughs> Some people don't know. Shout out to Lubbock, L Town. I don't even know what their term is. I need that L Town. 806. 806. Okay, shout out to 806. <laughs> what would you say is your Austin stamp for someone that, like, let's say, like, I've only been here, what, like five years? Yeah. So what would you say, like, okay, you're officially an Austinite? Well, how, what would you, like, the stamp of approval? Hmm. Yeah, some people, would, and I ask that because like I've seen this like on TikTok and Instagram. It's like <laughs> you're not an Austinite if you haven't done this, or you haven't ate this, or you haven't blah blah blah. What would be your stamp of approval? Dang. I think the canoeing, oh, is like canoeing? the paddle boarding. Yeah, paddle I, was boarding. Say, I would never. I was gonna say, my fat ass would fall off. I was gonna say the <laughs> bat, the bat thing. Like if you've seen the bats. Oh, okay, okay, if okay. You yeah. haven't seen the bats. Yeah, oh, I've seen them. They stink. 
But yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, no, I've seen them. Like, ooh, yeah, that would be one yeah. thing. No, I think I've been here, what, like almost 15 years now? I still haven't seen the bats. No, no. you haven't? No. Uh, no bats? Yeah. What yeah. about like any like touristy Austin things? Um, I don't know, because I moved straight up here to Leander. Yeah? Yeah. I so moved, you weren't like in? I mean, I've, I mean, I've was been downtown and all over Austin since then. Yeah. You know, I've seen it change so much as well. But I guess my ass just stays up here in like fucking Cedar Park and Leander. <laughs> You're like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, no. I, would, I would probably say the bats. I, I'm trying to think of something else, but like, like a local spot, you know? Yeah. I don't, I can, yeah, I, I don't know because I mean I've been to all the local spots. I just haven't seen the bats. Would, would y'all consider like Juan and a Million like a local spot? Oh yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. So my, maybe that. Yeah, my brother um, did his undergrad <clears> here. <throat> And uh, I remember visiting him, and he would always say, Juan, I still have not gone. Really? The food so, yeah. is bomb. Yeah. Is yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's Tex-Mex, Mexican? Uh, I would say it's a little, I don't know, Tex-Mex and Mexican. Okay. Like, I would say it leans a little bit more towards like authentic Mexican. but um, Next to San Antonio, how would y'all put that? Oh, yes. Oh. I feel like San, okay. San Antonio has better food. <laughs> okay. Because the only thing I miss from is San Antonio, right? Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing I miss is the freaking food. Yeah. yeah that's the only. And Probably my parents, but, you know. And they, they don't watch. In that order? It, well, it depends on the day. Depends what we beefed about, but yeah, no. All right. Well, cool. Well, that is it, y'all, man. Shout out to Laura, a.k.a. DJ Hitos. I just put your government name out. But anyway, <laughs> we shout can out. bleep that out. Yeah, yeah. We can bleep that out. Shout out to DJ Helios. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you follow her at D-T-H-E DJ Helios on all social media platforms. All right, y'all, man. I am any DJ. Any shout outs you want to give out? Oh, yeah. Any shout outs? Well, shout out to y'all. Oh, thank you. Oh, right. You're like, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> we're all right. Uh, we're having me on to the scratch. Do you guys have like a name for the for the fans? Scratch Therians? Oh, okay. Ooh. All right, coming with it. <laughs> Shout out to the to the people listening the to the podcast. <laughs> the theorists. Ooh, the theorists. Yo, I like scratch theorists. Yo, I, I like, like that. Hey. Oh, we got the brainstorm on that yeah, one. That's a fan. Yeah. Okay. There's beehive. There's the navy. There's the believers. There's the swifties. We got a the scratch wait, theorists. The scratch that could theorists. be scratch theorists. I like that. Okay, it's official. <laughs> it has been born on. DJ Helios coined it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. On January seventeenth, twenty twenty four. The theorists were born. The theorists, the scratch theorists were born. <laughs> yeah. Any any other shout outs? No, I just like wanted to say appreciate y'all for having me on and absolutely. Yeah, yeah make sure y'all follow her at the DJ Helios the. on Instagram. You can follow me. I am at DJ Kick It Seventeen and Dirty Chris ATX. All right, y'all. And with that said, thank y'all so much for supporting. Make sure you share this out with your peoples, and we out. Peace. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>